Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on the fan, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. I'm in here watching Seton Hall beat Providence. I'm on Twitter at Keith McPherson talking to fans and taking calls at 877-337-6666 till 12 midnight. Shout out to Robin Lumberg from Sports Illustrated who just joined me 745 to 8. Brandon Steiner will be my next guest in about 40 minutes. And then CP, the franchise at 945. Casamigos, big shot of the night coming up at 11. Let's get back to the phones. Whatever you guys want to talk about we can do i didn't really get too much into the hall of fame conversation or the yankees but i'm a yankee fan and this is the fan in new york the home of the yankees yankee fans are always on the line frank is in syosset what's up frank how are you good good thanks for calling hey i just wanted to say um you know boone was on the other day and he wouldn't disclose who was going to be leadoff man he said it was very important to him but we'll see a lot of his answers to the questions he was given by uh Evan and Tiki, where we'll see. Uh, but let me just talk about my day. You know, Willie Randolph, Mickey Rivers, uh, Lou Pinella, Thurman behind the plate, you know, Ron Gidry, Catfish Hunter, those guys. But they, uh, was, they, had, they had what they would call table setters. So Mickey and uh, Willie were fast runners and, you know, reliable base hit guys, double guys. I mean, Willie could put it over the wall, right? But you know, they, they, a lot of line drive. Hitting. So, who do you see on the Yankees being that guy? Well, I didn't see enough of uh, the guys they brought up uh, late in the season. I would like to see more of Wells. Uh, I mean, Volpe improved. Yeah, uh, Torres is a decent, uh, reliable hitter. Um, you know, I just, I just think my opinion, unprofessional opinion. I wanted to see what you think of it. Was. Uh, your sluggers should be in the third and fourth position uh, in the lineup, not second and third. You want to put a couple of guys on base and dress the table, as they used to say. They used to call Willie and uh, Mickey Rivers the, the table, the table setters. Sure. Yeah, get a couple of guys on base, then put get your sluggers up to bring them around. Yeah. Get a couple of runs on the board. Do you agree? Not exactly, Frank. Thanks for the call. It's a, it's a good thought to have, but we're like 40, 50 years away from – Mickey Rivers, um, Willie Randolph, love those guys. Shout out to Mickey and Willie. Whenever I see them, they show me love, and uh, it's great. I light up when I see those guys. They're they're like not even real life to me. But I say that to say this: like you have what you have. We don't have a speedster in center field that we could put there. Also, I've been pretty vocal about this, and I, I was glad to hear Aaron Boone say it. 
I want every first inning, every starting pitcher, every Yankee fan in Yankee Stadium to see Juan Soto and Aaron Judge in that first inning. You get three outs, the two, three hitter, it should be Juan Soto just for the amount of walks that he works and then having Judge behind him to protect him in a year where he's trying to have the year Judge had in 2022, right? He's trying to have the prove-it year, walk year where he gets the bag. Man, I want the starting pitchers for opposing teams to be pissing down their legs. I want them to be shooketh in Yankee Stadium while Yankee fans are turning up. And I don't care if it's Verdugo. I don't care if it's Glaber Torres. I don't care if it's DJ LeMay. You play the matchup, play the hot hand. And Boone doesn't have to commit to somebody in January. We got a whole spring training to figure out who that's going to be. I know he was asked about Volpe as well, right? You look at Volpe as a base stealer, uh, as, as potentially a guy that could be that guy. I don't care who it is. Whoever is putting bat to ball, if it's Verdugo, fine. Um, but also, I don't feel like we got to bump Soto and Judge down to 3-4 because, like I said, those first three outs, you're going to have to face Juan Soto and Aaron Judge to get the second out, third out. If you get Verdugo out, whatever, DJ, we'll see what, what he still has left. If, even in Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres has let off. Fine. But I, I want that fear. I want that intimidation factor for starting pitchers to know I'm not getting out of the first inning without facing two of the best hitters in the game. Generational talents. Back to back. Josh is up in the Bronx where the Yankees play. What's up, Josh? Keith, man, I want to do a 180 on you and go to, and go to football. But before I do that, I just want to say it isn't 2020. At the Barclays Center, you don't have the paper cutout dolls and the seats <laughs> right. and everything. You know, whose building is this? Whose building is that? They're playing. And the story with that. Yeah. But with the football point and everything, like I told Connor, you know, you want a fairy tale, the Baltimore Ravens and the, um, and the NFC team in there. Look. You know that song that you that you always like to sing about Aaron Rodgers? Well, you can throw uh, Taylor Swift and yeah, the Kelsey's. Wow. And it applies to them now. Taylor Unbelievable. Swift is the song the, that does in and Thank you. Thank you for taking on. my call. You're <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you. <laughs> you got it, Josh. Yeah, the NFL started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they will keep on singing it forever just because. Remember when the Jets played the Chiefs? And after that game, the NFL changed their bio on Instagram to undefeated with the Swifties. I was disgusted. I was honestly disgusted. You're you're gonna the NFL, you don't need to lean into that, but of course you do. It's marketing, it's business. And that's why in the beginning of all this, we thought it was an absolute scam. There's no way Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are actually like, this is all marketing, this is all planned, whatever. I just I, all I'm saying is this. I just can't do two weeks of the absolute nonstop Brittany Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, the whole Kelsey family, Donna Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. Now, Jason Kelsey's wife is famous. And Taylor Swift coverage nonstop for two weeks until we get to the Super Bowl. And God forbid if the Chiefs go and win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess uh, Travis Kelsey's going to get down on one knee and propose to Taylor Swift after. I don't care about that. I want to watch football, man. Miss me with all the extra nonsense. And that's exactly what the Super Bowl is. A lot of extra nonsense. Of course, they're going to be at Vegas. Like, I'm listening to the fan, and they're talking about Taylor Swift's flight, where if the Chiefs, and this is weeks from now, 
if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, will Taylor Swift be able to fly from Japan to Vegas in time to see it? Who gives a fly? I, I, I don't care about that. Lamar Jackson, please ball on them. Please. I saw people are betting the over on that game. 44 points. It's going to come down to defense versus defense. And like I've been saying all week, the thing about a play, it, it doesn't care who makes it. Lamar Jackson is going to have to make some plays. You know Mahomes is going to have Mahomes magic and make some plays. Mark Andrews is going to be back. If it's Mark Andrews versus Travis Kelsey, two of the best tight ends in the game, Mark Andrews, please ball on them. John Harbaugh, be ready. McDonald, Monk, and be ready. Save us. You're our only hope. All right, 877-337-6666. Now we'll get back to the conversation around the Knicks and the Nets. All I'm saying is, man, I have been on the fan this whole season pretty much knowing that the Nets are cooked. They're not winning a damn thing this year. They're going to convince themselves to possibly be buyers at the deadline and add another piece here. The coach sucks. The team sucks. They find ways to lose. And coming off of a Clippers game Sunday, where I know only Nets fans know this, and maybe the Knicks fans that really watch NBA League Pass and pay attention to the league, the Nets played that game in L.A. after beating LeBron and the Lakers In the same arena, they come back, they open up the game on a 16-0 run. The Clippers don't score a basket until there's 7-22 left in the first. And that game ended with Kawhi Leonard getting hot, and they closed out the Nets, four Hall of Famers in Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. They closed out the Nets on a 22-0 run. Bums. So coming off that on Sunday, if you're a Knicks fan thinking, Oh, man, we can't beat the Nets. I don't know what you're watching. I don't know what you're expecting. If you're a Nets fan like me showing up to the arena thinking that they're not going to beat the Knicks, who have been winning a ton of games, the Knicks have almost the opposite record of the Nets. Like, what are we talking about? now? We Because like we're not actually talking about basketball. We want to talk about fans. We want to talk about the arena. We want to talk about sound being pumped in. We want to talk about who runs New York. The Knicks run New York, as they should. The Nets have moved around in their history. Long Island, in Teaneck, in East Rutherford, in Newark, and now in Brooklyn. There's no contest. But, like, you're talking out of the side of your mouth. If if last year and the years before with Katie and Kyrie, you were butthurt because they didn't choose the Knicks, so your defense was, oh, nobody cares about Brooklyn. Oh, they ain't really got no fans. Ain't, ain't no, nobody's a Nets fan. Nobody care about them. You do care because you beat the Nets last night, and if you lost that game— I wouldn't even have been celebrating it on a fan. I would have been like, that's a terrible loss for the New York Knicks. The Nets are a bottom three team in the NBA. They don't know which way is up, down, left, right. They are confused right now. Let's go to Larry out in Corum, New York. Larry, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, can you hear me okay? I can, yes. What's up? I'm on my Bluetooth. What, what happened to uh, Larry from Corum? Well, I know where I know where Corum is now. You know, the funny thing about being uh, on the fan, I'm a Jersey kid. Like, there's parts of New York I've never heard of, don't know how to pronounce. Never. Like, I've, I've learned fun. a lot now in the last three years. I know. I know. You remember, remember me? I know you're pretty much. I do. Uh, I'm like Cor- right. Corum. Like, I know. I I know where, where you're at now, Larry. <laughs> if I end up in worry. some of these parts in New York, I'm in trouble. I'm either lost, yeah. or they towed my whip somewhere. Or I, I I went and I took a wrong exit or turn. I, I tried not to end up in some well, of these parts. Well, if you're ever in the long island, go to the north part of Quorum, not the south part of Quorum. 
Yeah, that's, that's I, like uh, I try to avoid it. I'm in, I'm in Jersey yeah. City and I'm downtown, and if I got to go to Brooklyn, I barely do that anymore. I'm in the Bronx to well, see and, the Yankees, and I'm back home. Yep. Yeah. Before I get to my next point, I do care as a casual Brooklyn Nets fan. I used to watch the Nets with my dad going back to the Kenyon Martin days, chasing kid. Yeah, good times. And now we need that for the New York Knicks. I know you're, you're a misery with your Nets, but my question is, I always call you up, how far do you think, non-biased, that you think the Knicks will go far in the playoffs? I, I'm predicting Eastern Conference Finals. I think they What's can. I, I think yeah. they can, Larry. Thank you for the call, and thank you for allowing me to speak on how I truly feel about this New York Nets team, or New York Knicks team, and not as a Nets fan, as a basketball fan, as as uh, uh, the great Evan Roberts says, an independent basketball observer. I, I, I love that trade as soon as I saw it for OG Ananobi. I've given a ton of credit to Leon Rose and this front office for getting guys like Cam Reddish out of here, Kevin Knox up out of here, and adding little pieces like a Josh Hart, like a Dante DiVincenzo. Believing in an Isaiah Hartenstein. Signing guys like Julius Randle when nobody seemed like they wanted to come to the Knicks. And sticking with them when it seems like your own fans hate the guy at the end of every year. Signing Jalen Brunson. What a steal. The chemistry is there. The puzzle pieces are together under Tommy T. They've got it. And I feel like they're one piece away, one score away. Which, last night, I'm in Barclays Center watching the fourth quarter. And I'm looking at the group that's on the court, and OG Ananobi is doing all the scoring. It's not Miles McBride. It's not Quentin Grimes. And I'm looking at the Nets like, you guys got to make a run on this group. Lonnie Walker is the only one that can score. You got to make a run on this group. Presses to true. Like, while DiVincenzo's on the bench, while Brunson's on the bench, while Randall is on the bench, you need to extend this lead because you're not good enough to hold it once those guys get back on the floor. So how far do I think this team can go? Uh, they are stacking wins in the Eastern Conference right now, right? Indiana made a move to add Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, after you added OG Ananobi. The Miami Heat added Scary Terry, Terry Rozier. These teams that are right under you are stacking up. I think the Knicks can challenge the Sixers. They already went down to Philly and took over that building. That's why it rubbed me the wrong way. I said nobody was talking about the Knicks fan driving down I-95 to Philadelphia and taking over the Wells Fargo Center. But right here in New York, we just, you know, we, we just love to, to hate on our own. Oh, man, they took over Barclays Center. Duh, they should. The Nets aren't good. But it should have been more of a story that you went and beat the reigning MVP, the three seed in the East, and literally their fans were hitting the road to go back to the suburbs of Pennsylvania, and Knicks fans were standing up in there saying, let's go Knicks. That was a non-story. Nobody talked about it on the fan, I think, except me. I sent that text to C-Mac last night. Like, hey, bro, mention this. While you guys are talking about, oh, man, it sounded like a home game. It sounded like Madison Square Garden in there. That shouldn't be a surprise. So I, I do expect the, the New York Knicks to contend. I think they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they can get to the Finals if they get the right draw. But I think that they need one more score, one more piece in that bench group. Because when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, who just fired Adrian. We were talking about this last night. I got to be the first one on talking about Adrian, Adrian Griffin gets the job after they get a Budenholzer out of there, right, because they failed last year losing to the Heat when Giannis was hurt for a game and the Heat go on on their run. So they fire their their uh, championship coach, Nick Budenholzer, who uh, brought them a chip. They discard him. 
Because in this NBA, the stars control everything, right? Giannis controls everything. Dame controls everything. And Griffin was there because that was obviously Giannis's pick. All right, man, you're a first-time head coach. We're bringing you in. But something wasn't working. I got to go back and find the quote from Giannis. Giannis is a baby. And that's a whole, I could have a five-hour show on how much I dislike him as a player and a fake-ass personality. He tries to act like this, oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. With his dad jokes, he's corny as hell. Remember him pushing the ladder out of the way in Philadelphia? These, these people have a job to do, Giannis. Just because you can't shoot free throws doesn't mean you get to stay here all night shooting free throws in a visiting arena. Carry your ass home. And then even with the ball with the Pacers, oh, somebody took the ball. Yeah, they took the ball for a reason. They got to it before you. You're not entitled to that ball because you scored 60 points that night. So here we go again with Giannis. The Bucks fire their coach. They go to Doc Rivers. What's the MO on Doc Rivers? What's everybody saying about Doc Rivers? Oh, blows 3-1 leads, always fails, hasn't won a ring since 2008. Good luck with that. So people are already canceling out the Milwaukee Bucks. The Knicks, I think, in a series, uh, why not? Why can't the Knicks challenge them in a series if they get another score? If they, I don't know, get Mitchell Robinson back late in the season. Hartenstein obviously on his way back. I'm not going to say what the Knicks can or can't do. I was in there game five when they beat the Heat. And in my mind, as a Nets fan, I'm thinking, damn, how did we get here so fast? <laughs> I went from game seven two years ago in Barclays Center against the Bucks to game five in 2023. The Knicks, they're forcing a game six with the Heat. How fast things can happen. So for the Knicks fan out there, I got no hate. No hate for you. Because my team, they're bums. And I hope that you do it. Because I always say, stay down till you come up. As a fan, this is what you want. I have a ton of friends that are Knicks fans. Family that are Knicks fans. I ain't never seen them act like this around the team. Because you feel like you finally have the coach and the players and you could make a run. So I'm not going to say that they can't get to an Eastern Conference Finals uh, and a finals. This should be the year you go all in to do that. 877-337-6666. Let's break it down and we'll be right back. Keith McPherson on the fan BRB. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, yeah. Okay, quickly here. We got 10 minutes until my next break. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM, a five-hour sports talk show. We're talking all sports, man. Uh, I don't even have to tell you what we're talking about. Let's just hit these calls, and you'll get it. Coming up is Brandon Steiner, Steiner Sports, my guy at 845. Let's go right now to Michael in Wontog, New York. Michael, you're on the fan. Thanks, How are you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I just want to touch, it, touch, touch base about the Nets with you. I'm in agreement with you about the coach and the team. 
But um, and with the Knicks fans, I, I got no love for them. Throwing shade on Barclays this is the best home we had as, a, as since the Nets have been a franchise. Correct. I got some faith in them. But what do you think with Jock Vaughn? My thing is, I wonder why we don't look and see and get to get Mike Budenholzer from the, who's doing nothing right now to take over the team because Jock Vaughn didn't do anything when it was the Magic. And he got lucky last year. We got some young pieces in, in in Bridges and in Claxton. They defaulted into him, man. They they wanted to hire Ime Udoka, but at the time you had Kyrie putting out anti-Semitic movies and coming off the vaccine mandate stuff from the year before. You could not bring in Ime Udoka, who I just was talking about last night. Um, his wife has now uh, got it so that he's paying $32,000 a month in child support. So that yeah. whole mess coming out of Boston – I think Adam Silver probably talked to Joe Sy and Sean Marks, and and if you remember when Boston like let him go or or he was going to become available, and uh, Joe Mazzulla took over over there, the Nets were the first team that came up as like the front runners for his services because he was an assistant with us. The other thing about about Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn got swept out of the NBA bubble. Remember that? Like Jacques Vaughn was the coach in the NBA bubble, and they didn't believe in him then. So much so that they hired a first-year, first-time, never coached and never will coach in the NBA again, coaching Steve Nash. So you went to Steve Nash over Jacques Vaughn, and then you went back to Jacques Vaughn, and you actually gave him this extension until 2027. That's why he's sitting so comfortably. But you gave him that extension when you had Katie and Kyrie, and you thought, you thought that since Katie signed his four-year extension, he would still be here, and you were going back and forth a little bit with Kyrie Irving potentially on an extension, but you couldn't trust the guy, so you never actually got there. This whole thing is a mess, and I know every single step of the way of how they got to today. Yeah, but I'm saying, I understand about Adama, but I was talking about Budenhauser, who, who the Bucks let go. Yeah, but anybody, you could say Doc Rivers, you could say Mark Jackson. There's, a, there's plenty of coaches out there. There's plenty of, of, of household names. There's, there's plenty of coaches that are better than Jacques Vaughn. They got comfortable, and they wanted to get back to this, like, Oh, we want to go away from the splashy yeah. name Steve Nash, the superstars. You know, Jacques Vaughn is is a, a former net player, a veteran. We like his morals, his principles, and we like the fact that he says, uh, you know, sometimes he walks home from games. He's, you know, a community man in Brooklyn. For me, that doesn't mean a damn thing. Are the players responding to him? No. Is he making the right calls in the game? No. That game when Mikael Bridges got fouled and they didn't review the foul and then time expires and you have a foul to use and you don't call a play, you don't call call a timeout to draw up a play, and then in the postgame, and the postgames are getting annoying. Like, I can't watch them. In the postgame, you say, oh, I, I wouldn't have been able to call anything better than what we ran. Well, some half-ass mid-range shot from Mikael Bridges to lose the game? You're the coach. Don't ever say you couldn't draw something up better. And then even, like, after they get smoked by the Clippers, he's sitting there with his arms crossed, laughing, smiling. Like, it's not fun for us. It's not It's not funny. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I don't, I don't think it's funny. All right. Anyway, 877-337-6666. We're going to eventually switch the topic, which actually is going to happen right now. I was talking about the Mets last night, and I know there's a lot of miserable Nets, Mets, Jets fans, the Ets fans. Uh, I know Evan's one. I don't know how you guys do it. You know, my, my only real misery is, is you know, the, the Cowboys being choke artists, but we win during the regular season every year. And then the Nets, right, the Nets are right back to being absolutely nothing in the bottom of the NBA. But with the Mets, 
I just I I guess I'll be the first one to say it. As I listen to WFAN every day, all of our hosts are writing the Mets off, saying emphatically they're not going to be good. Already closing the door on them even potentially being a wild card team. I think maybe Sal is the only one that is saying he expects them to be a postseason team. And when I look at Francisco Lindor, when I look at Pete Alonso, who's trying to get paid, when I look at a batting title champion in Jeff McNeil, when I look at Brandon Nimmo, who did get paid, and I look at guys that you've added now, like Harrison Bader, who's got a chip on his shoulder, Luis Severino, that's trying to save his career, even guys that you added like Sean Manaya, who's got something to prove, Kodai Senga in his second year, Jose Quintana, like there are guys on this team with Edwin Diaz coming back. And young guys like Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos with something to prove. I don't know how long it's going to take for Ronnie Mauricio to come back, but how long is it going to take for some of these prospects that you got last year to emerge and come up? 75 wins is a low bar. And losing every series in, in a month is unheard of. This is New York. This is, this is not, I, I don't think this is a team that's just going to go out there and lay down. There are star players, veteran players that I think are going to go out there and compete. Let's go to Ray in Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Ray? You got it. Hi, Keith. Good show as usual, Keith. Thank you. You're right on with the with, with Brooklyn and the Mets. I uh, I got before I make my Met point, I'll make a quick Brooklyn Net point. You know when they started uh, falling apart when he rested the whole team on that last. Oh game yeah. Of their home oh, we that we, that is got mad at him. That is circled yeah. on. The, I talked to Evan about it. I'm like that was a sold out game. They said that was the largest crowd ever in Barclays Center, I believe, and that was the Christmas weekend game. And you pulled that stunt. You got fined $100,000 for it. You let down the fans, and right there you lost the team. Right, exactly. Exactly, Keith. Now my med point. How could they tell us in a straight face, Keith, that they believe in Tom, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Vientos? Mark Vientos, uh, Mark no. Vientos. I mean, like... <laughs> Mark. Uh, He's a kid, and Buck Showalter didn't believe in him last year. Clearly, Buck, Buck Showalter did not want did not want him out there. They put Daniel Vogel back out there a ton. They 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 had Darren Ruff as the DH. I I don't I don't think Mark Vientos is the answer, and I don't think that anybody can really like go into this season thinking that he's going to be your everyday uh, DH. He's got too much to prove. He's young. He's so unproven. Right. Invest in Solaire. That makes that team a lot they better. They should have had J.D. Martinez last year. He should have never went to the Dodgers. They should have thrown the money at him last year so he would have been under contract this year. I was saying J.D. Martinez, J.D. Martinez last year. You're right, Keith. A, a big bat makes this team a lot better. A, a bullpen piece and a big D.H. You can't count on a kid playing D.H. And, and neither Fady and Vientos, neither could feel. And, and, so you're in a box. You know? In the era of having a universal DH, how do you not right. take advantage of that? You're right, Keith. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for the call, Ray. The fact that you can just literally go buy a bat, someone that, like Soler is a, is a, is a great example. This guy is postseason proven. You, you've seen him with the Marlins. You've seen him with the Braves. If you're a Mets fan and Jorge Soler is even possibly interested, you have the richest owner in the sport. I understand you're trying to reset a little bit. You're trying to let some money come off, come off the books for a year, but like, give the fans something. Give the fans something to be excited about. A new bat in this lineup that's a proven major league slugger. That's all Solaire has done coming into the league. What, he played for the Cubs. He played for the Royals. Like he's always hit bombs. If he's available, why not run it? Why not have him come through? You can't sell me on Mark Vientos. The little bit that I saw of him, no, I don't think that's your everyday anything. I don't think he's he's a good infielder. I don't think he's a good enough hitter. 
to to be serious in Major League Baseball, the NL East, the National League, I don't in any leagues. Like I, I just I don't know. I, I don't see why you if if you've got ten million to spend, go up a little bit and go get a DH. JD Martinez, did he sign anywhere? JD Martinez, Jorge Soler, Justin Turner. I, I don't know. Let's go to Brian in West Palm. Brian, what's up, man? You got it. Yeah, how you doing? I'll make it quick. Yankees and Giants. Could you get Cashman on as a guest? Even I would love to. I would, if anybody could, I would love okay. to hear it. It'll probably be Evan and Tiki or maybe BT and Sal. I, I doubt Brian Cashman's going to call me up at 1 a.m., but I would love to hear him on the fan. Okay. The three points, if I if Cashman got on, he was taking calls. Number one, bad signing Stanton. Long term, he he should be off the team. Number two, why would you trade uh, uh, Monty for uh, Harrison Bader? And Bader went to the Reds, and now he signs with the Mets. And number three, I'm reading uh, the Athletic, and the Yankees uh, might want to bring Gio or Shella back. Why did you make the trade for Donaldson, (laughs) which was a terrible trade? And I like Gio or Shella. I thought he was a good third baseman for the Yankees. Yeah, those three, those three points. Yeah, there's a there's a ton more mistakes. Frankie Montas, Lou Trevino, yeah. like what did they do? Joey Gallo, um, Brian Cashman, basically he knows he's made a ton of mistakes, and that's why he took offense at the GM meetings and he had a, a line for every single one of his critics and all of the things that he did do wrong that have blown up in his face and failed. So that's why also they knew they had to go get Juan Soto, and I thought they were going to try and get another frontline starter. They couldn't get Blake Snell. They pivoted to Marcus Stroman. I, I expect them to be active um, with a trade between now and July. I think they're still going to try and add a Dylan Cease, Shane Bieber, or Corbin Burns. Cashman knows. Cashman was there. He was in the, he was in the building while, while people were chanting fire Cashman. He was there seeing fire Cashman shirts walking around his building. He knows. He's well aware. I would I, If I get a chance, I would grill him. And I know my baseball. And you know I know my baseball. I play baseball for Florida State. Number two, who are the Giants going to hire as a defensive coordinator? Who's who's available at the Giants? Because I just saw on ESPN that uh, that the Chargers hired uh, Harbaugh from the University of Michigan. Yeah, but and that wouldn't have been a defensive coordinator for the Giants. And I don't know what you know about baseball. I didn't know you played at Florida State, but go Knowles. I think I've heard you call the fan before and reference that. I love it down there. Dope Campbell Stadium, Tallahassee. Uh, I went down there. And uh, met Bobby Bowden and Xavier Lee, and uh, I-, I love Florida State. I grew up rooting for Florida State football. Um, who are they going to get? Who I don't know. Leslie Frazier for the Giants' defensive coordinator, if he could handle Brian Dable yelling at him every day. All right, we're going to go get Brandon Steiner, my guy, Steiner Sports. We're going to talk Yankees. We're going to talk baseball because we've got an event coming up this Saturday at Baseline Social. I'll be interviewing Yankees manager Aaron Boone. At Fort Monmouth, in Monmouth County, where I'm from. It's going to be cool, interactive Q&A for fans. You can come through, get buffet, open bar, all of that. We'll talk about that and more after this break. We'll bring in Brandon Steiner, my next guest. KM to AM returns right after this. And we're back. Joining us right now, this guy. The first time I met this guy, I obviously knew who he was. I had seen him on Yes Network, seen him on TV. I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, sports fan, how could you not know the CEO of Steiner Sports, the Steiner Agency, Collectible Exchange? It's Brandon Steiner, New York's very own, on the fan in New York. What's up, Brandon? Well, first of all, Keith, 
it's a pleasure to be. I just I was just thinking back. I used to go do the overnights with Anne Lagori and, and you know, I just go in like one in the morning for an hour and I end up staying till <laughs> six. Yep. Got great memories and but I've been watching you and following you now. It's been you're you're you got a great future. I, I I don't listen to a lot of radio, but when I do, it's listening to you. I catch up with you at night. It kinda of puts my New York sports and Yankee in perspective. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, it's a, when um, it's a crazy time in sports, man. I gotta tell you, it's, it's so, always it's especially fun. especially New York sports. When I met you, it was almost like a, a year ago uh, last year at the Pinstripe yeah. Pride event at the American Dream Mall. I'm doing that again. It's it's coming up in a couple yeah. weeks, but I was just flattered that you knew who I was. You were familiar with me. I'm like, you're one of the goats out here. I, I was really taken back by that. And I was happy to know that you knew who I was. You gave me your card. We've connected, and now we've yeah. done some things in between. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a New York fan. And, you know, that pinstripe this year, I'm going to be doing my – I'm actually opening up on the new show on eBay Live. I'm going to be interviewing, like, 20 players from that show, the pinstripe. It was crazy last year. I'm sure it'll be crazy this year. But to have over 50 Yankees. And, you know, the collectible business is booming. I mean, I am so grateful. I mean, I've been doing this for almost 40 years, and, and fans, are, I'm a collectible exchange, by the way. No more sign of sports, but I'm a collectible exchange now, 40 years. And I have this gratitude that people are still collecting and following me and buying you know, stuff that I'm creating and thinking about, which is amazing. And now I'm going to be doing a lot of incredible steals and deals on eBay. I created this new TV show for them on eBay Live, and I'll, I'll be – on that platform, really trying to give, particularly in this show, New Yorkers deals that they've never seen before. If you're a collector or you, you have a you know a favorite Yankee, you want to get some apparel, jerseys and stuff. I'm, uh, my eBay store is just booming with with steals. So that's like my goal uh, at the Yankee show is the first thing I'm doing. But I'm kind of opening this thing up with eBay. Um, but you know, it's a, it's an awkward time. Like I'm, we're all kind of relying on the Knicks. Like the Jets and Giants disappeared. You're wondering if the Yankees have what it takes. The Mets, are they going to rebound? Like New Yorkers are so serious about their sports, and I feel it every day in my business. So, But I tell you one thing. I think the Yankees are right where they want to be. They're underdogs. Yeah, I'm nobody so excited. Nobody, I can't I think wait that's for where baseball. they want to be. Yeah. They got a chip on their shoulder. Nobody thinks they're going to win it. Although the guys in L.A. spend a lot of money. They, you know, I think the one thing I love about Boone is that he keeps a very tight locker room, and I think that matters in this day and age. Having a team that believes in each other and plays hard, even last season with all the injuries, those guys kept playing. There was a point in September where we were like, if they keep winning, maybe. So I was listening to your show. Yeah. If they win X amount of games. And before that nine-game losing streak, <laughs> there was a chance. There's always yeah. a chance. So you're yeah. saying there's a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah. When Judge came yeah. back, that was the whole thought. Hey, we're getting Judge back. Maybe they can make yeah. a run at this thing. I do commend Boone for that. Even in 2019, when a lot of the starters went down and guys like Gio Urshela and Mike Talkman yeah. emerged, you know, you had backup guys playing. Luke Voigt, uh, those guys. You had backup guys playing and yeah. succeeding and winning and you were waiting for Stanton to come back, and Judge got hurt that year, and I forget, some other guys got hurt. Uh, I think Miguel and Duhar early in that season, and, and Boone got these guys ready to play. I'm, I'm excited for Saturday. Uh, it's back yeah, in my hometown area, and Aaron Boone has been on tour lately. I've been saying he's on tour because uh, he was here. He was he, Well, he called yeah. in to Evan and Tiki um, yesterday. He also did the Foul Territory podcast with my guy Scott Braun from MLB Network. He's popping up now at Fort Monmouth. Uh, can you tell you know the listener what you know and what 
you can you know, uh, share with us that we can expect from Saturday, and then I'll throw my two cents well, in as well. Well, I would say, you know, having done this with Mooney, and, and I love the fact that he does do it. He opens himself up. The fans are there. They're able to ask him questions. He hides from nothing. Um, he stands in front of his players strong. It's one of the things I love about him. Um, you know, he never lets anything potentially can hurt, affect his players without him stepping in front of it. But I love when we do these town halls. Like last year, you were, you were at this thing where we had done a town hall with Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. We had an open forum about everything. And this will be the same thing. I mean, Aaron, when he's up there, you're going to interview him, so you'll be able to ask him anything. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. If you're in South Jersey, you want to get a little baseball for Saturday afternoon, get yourself warmed up for the football playoffs, this is going to be the place to be. Yeah, I love the venue. I haven't been yep. there yet, but all the drone footage that they've yeah. put out. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm from the area, so I have some intel. Uh, <laughs> I know some of the DJs that played in there. I used to DJ in the Jersey Shore area, and a lot of the guys I DJed with are, are playing at this venue. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, there's a, a lot of times where I just I, I think about it. I'm like, how did I become the guy? How did I become the Yankee guy? How did I become the one that gets to, you, you just know. work hard, man. It's yeah, it's, 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 it's a blessing. I think your brilliance, and I think that brilliance is in the basics. And selling the truth. Yeah. And I don't know why more people that get an opportunity to do you do just don't stick with it. You don't <laughs> have to go make the phones too, ring. Too real you to be fake. To just... I'm authentic. <laughs> real yeah. name, no gimmicks. I can't. I have to be real. I have yeah. to be genuine. I have to tell the truth because I won't be yeah. able to sleep at night if I'm faking it or coming in with a take that I don't believe yeah. or, you know, trying to do some type of. Uh, show that somebody else wants me to do. No, I'm I'm exactly as I am. And, you know, I love when people meet me yeah. in person, like they'll get to Saturday. They're like, man, you sound exactly how you sound on the radio. I'm like, I'm not putting exactly. on a front. There's no act. I'm talking the same yeah. way I always talk. And then I look forward to to seeing you and, and the fans coming out. Yeah. Something that I've, I've told people is, you know, I've been critical of, of Boone. I think every Yankee fan manages the Yankees as they watch the season. Like, every Yankee fan thinks they can be the general manager. manager. Like no other. It's so like no critical of these guys. <laughs> I've never seen another fan base coach and manage teams like New York does, but they take their stuff so seriously, and they're so passionate, which is what makes them so fanatical, and which makes our teams, you know, makes them interesting. I mean, even the Knicks, I don't know if the Knicks win a championship, but you would think they're on a championship run when you go to the Garden, the way that fans are and the intensity level, the crowds, the celebrities, same thing at Yankee Stadium. And I think that's what makes New York sports great. I've always concentrated, even in my 40 years of doing sports marketing, collectibles, I've always liked the New York Tri-State area base is everything. It's the most important base on the planet, and it's always my first and most important intention to take care of that because there's no other, there's nothing close to what New Yorkers bring every day when it comes to their sports on the subway, in the offices, online, on these radio shows. So I've been really blessed to be a part of it. And I've worked with a lot of these, the great New Yorkers. Last year was my last player that I had not gotten. Out of all the great New York players, I've just about worked with them all, and I could not get to Ewing. Really, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> and then finally, last year, I cracked it. Started working with the big man, and uh, he's been a gem. He's been amazing. So it's been a great run. I mean, New York sports, and you think about some of the greats. And uh, I, I just love, love, love the opportunity to do what I do. And I think this I think this is a really good year for Aaron, too, where he's not coming in with such incredible high expectations, and, and maybe people can kind of let him manage with a little more support because everybody's got a lineup. Everybody thinks that they should he should be doing this and that. I've never seen anybody more, a fan base more critical of the manager and he's probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I never hear a teammate 
which I work with plenty of those Yankees, ever have a, uh, you know, boonies this, boonies that. They love them. Right. Not all, I, mean, together. The, I think it should count for something. The captain of the team, Aaron Judge, is is, is a main guy yep. that vouches yep. for him. Uh, yep. uh, you know, I I I said those guys are good friends, and uh, as as fans want to say, fire yep. Cashman or fire Boone. I'm like these guys aren't going anywhere because you know the the, the team rallies around yep. these guys, and they do believe in these guys. We're we're on the phone right now with Brandon Steiner, CEO of Collectible Exchange. We're doing an event at Baseline Social in Monmouth County Saturday. Starts at 12. It's an interactive Q&A. Myself and Aaron Boone on stage. I'm going to ask him some tough questions, some real questions as a Yankee <laughs> fan, and we want you guys to show up and do the same thing. Um, here's Let's switch gears before we let you go because I know there's a yeah. ton of Mets fans listening. Something I've been saying about the Yankees is I just don't think there's any way they go 82-80 and 80 again. I think that was a one-off. I think that was a, a down year. I expect a lot better for the Yankees this season, but I also look across town at the Mets and I say, I don't think they're going to win 75 games. I think they have enough talent. I think they have uh, enough veterans and enough ball players with pride. I know that they want to take a different approach with David Stearns running the show, but like this is baseball. You can't predict baseball. And when these guys step over those white lines, they're going to play. Like they're not going to lay down. They're going to compete. What do you think about the Mets this season? I think both teams return to uh, not prominence, but like, at least us being proud of them and winning games. Uh, I'm not sure I'm drinking the same thing, whatever you're drinking, but and, and <laughs> I don't say that with any disrespect, but I think that finally, listen, I am a big fan of Steve Cohen. I think the guy is he's an idol of mine to see what he's done in business, but I think he understands about the process, and he's now looking to build a team and a franchise. He's done all the right things, and Mets fans, unfortunately, are going to have to keep taking a couple steps back as he builds it. But we know this guy has the bullet when it's appropriate to, to shoot him and get what he needs to have a championship team. But he knows he's got to build the infrastructure. He's got to make he got to make changes in management, coaching, everything. A lot of things had to be redone that he kind of maybe overlooked, I think. And I think he's made a lot of those changes already. And I think he'll see an improvement, but not enough to like think that maybe we got a chance of doing something. But, you know, I think we'll win more games than we'll lose. Um, I, I think that people misunderstand, and this is my opinion, but I don't think you realize how much executive off-the-field management matter in teams that win consistently. It's, 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 mm-hmm. uh, tell me a team, Keith, I'll tell you how good the management is and why they win. There's I mean, a couple exceptions, but not generally enough. I've, I've been talking about it all week coming off the NFL. Right, I, I started my show Monday saying I got a little bit of NFL fatigue because it's the same franchises. It's yeah. the same teams that have good general managers, coaches, quarterbacks it's all connected it's not a coincidence that they end up being in the final four we've seen this with the chiefs over the years the ravens just always seem to find their way back to the afc championship super bowl the niners are in it every year they've got five super bowls looking for six and then when we look at the cinderella story that the lions are they've been trending this way for the last three four years it's not a coincidence success is not a coincidence not at all that's what's interesting about the nfl they give you a chance that's why when teams are losing regularly, it's management. It's executive management. They give you an easier record. They give you the draft picks. They give you every opportunity to bounce back and have a much better season than you did the season before. And there's consistently teams that just don't figure it out and get it. My problem with baseball is that consistently are teams that are not spending enough money. And that's my problem right now in baseball is that you have some teams that are spending all the money and a whole bunch of teams are spending no money. Mm-hmm. And you have them making a ton of money. Their franchise is going up. up. The Cubs have not made one, unless they did today, have not done one free agent deal. And they were just this close to making the playoffs and having a run. 
it's not making sense like the Pittsburghs and Tampa Bays that are not signing free agencies, not putting money into it. It's not fair. I think they got to change the system. I think they got to pay some of the younger players more money so it's really more evened out. And they got to have a floor. You have every team in baseball should have to spend a certain amount of money. No yeah, what, like might, the NFL does. Might take some time until the next uh, CBA. You know, we just had the lockout a couple years ago. I'm sure you saw the Sportico conference where Randy Levine yeah. and Hal were talking about uh, the, the state of baseball with that and, yeah. and teams not spending. But That was amazing. Are you going to come by the eBay Live? I'll put you on my show on Saturday. If you come by, that would be great at the Pinstripe event. Yes. Um, I'd love to have yes. you on. We could talk New York sports. Yes. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And for all the New York fans out there that are listening, you know, really thank you. I appreciate all the support for Collectible Exchange. And actually, my new company, Starstock, which is a million and a half trading cards. So if you're sitting with collectibles and trading cards, I'm happy to help you authenticate, verify, and help you sell. That's a little bit more of the new business, what we're doing. But can't wait. And uh, listen, Keith, keep up the good work, man. You're, you're my night listen every time when I get an opportunity. I'm driving home. You're the only radio station, sports radio station that I'm listening to when you're on. That's how good you are. So keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brandon Steiner. And uh, you'll see him this Saturday with me and Aaron Boone at Fort Monmouth Baseline Social Q&A with the Yankees manager. And then the weekend after, we're doing the Pinstripe Pride event at American Dream Dream Live. It's for the fans. It's for the fanatics. It's for the collectors. If you're a Yankee fan and you want to meet some of your favorite Yankees, go to my Instagram, go to my Twitter, check it out, or just search Baseline Social It'll come up right there with Aaron Boone Q&A or Pinstripe Pride and HallOfFameSignings.com. eBay Live's a sponsor. Brandon Steiner's uh, helping us out. And we've set all this up for back-to-back weekends to kind of kick off this Yankee season in 2024. Okay, we're up against it. we got to go to the break. Marco will hit you with the update, and then we'll get back to your calls. KM to AM returns right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.